as we gather this uh, today, today is the first public mass we've had in our, in, uh, that I've had uh, since um, Sunday, of course. And we entered ordinary time. Yesterday, I actually offered a mass for peace and justice for good reason, of course. Uh, but today, uh, as I'm with you, I reflect a little bit on ordinary. Sometimes we think ordinary means humdrum. Um, and uh, maybe after uh, the lockdown in 2020 being what it was, maybe we've had way too much ordinary, unordinary, ordinary. Uh, and maybe we're back, want to get back to ordinary, uh, where, which is a little bit more than humdrum, like the lockdown has been. But that isn't where, why the church uses the word ordinary. Uh, the church is actually using the word ordinary from the ordinal numbers, first, second, third, as in first Sunday, second Sunday, third Sunday of ordinary time. That, that this is the time where uh, we count off, we're ordered uh, in, in that regard. And part of the ordinary time is both those silent years of Jesus that we don't hear about in the Gospels from his birth or the finding in the temple is the last we hear of him until his emerging in the, at the baptism of John that we just celebrated on Sunday. But it's also that ordinary time of his ministry where uh, that's much of our time is going to be spent uh, in our liturgy and the, the Gospels and, and those things will be in that time until we enter into Lent and, uh, and then until after Easter until the end of the church year. Because that's where our lives are lived, mostly. We don't always celebrate Christmas. We ought to have Christmas in our hearts at all times, as uh, Ebenezer Scrooge would tell us. Or we ought to, ought to certainly be thankful for the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, especially the death and resurrection that we celebrate at Easter. But we, as humans, slip so easily into ordinary and there's something extraordinary about Jesus. And so we order our lives to remember that extraordinary thing about Jesus. And we actually hear about it in today's readings, both, uh, uh, all three actually. We hear in, in this letter of uh, Hebrews, it's one of those strange letters that no one really knows who wrote it. Some have su suggested, I believe there's credence, that it's St. Paul preaching to the Hebrew people uh, the message, the saving message of Jesus Christ in a way that they could understand. So he's, he just drips with scriptural allusions and just drips with, with these, these concepts, these high concepts that the Jewish uh, people would have been familiar with. And today, relatively early in, it was not to the angels that God subjected the world to come, but to someone else, of course. That someone else is Jesus Christ. It was not to the angels, but to someone else. That all of creation is subjected to Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ, therefore, has authority over all creation. And we see that authority, uh, we hear about it in our psalm response, you, in the response itself, you've given your son rule over the work of your hands. Or we see that authority played out in real ways in today's this healing of this uh, demon-possessed man. And the people are amazed. What is this? What is this? A new teaching with authority. During the ordinary time, that's what we're asking. 
what is this? What is this teaching? Who is this one that we follow? Who is this one that we claim is Lord and Savior? Who is this one that we understand God the Father gave all of creation to, meaning he gave us to Christ? Who is this? We might reflect today on the meaning of authority. In in our world, world, it it is seen almost as a dirty word. We don't like authority. Well, we like it when when, uh, uh, chaos breaks out. We we like people uh, uh, with authority coming down and, and bringing an end to that chaos. But authority is something even deeper Authority in the, in the Greek word for authority means, literally means from one's own being. So they have, they have a sense of self. They know who they are, and they can therefore speak from that power. Christ had that authority. He knew he, who he was, the Son of God. So as we, this ordinary time, discover the authority of Christ, I think Christ is inviting us, too, to discover our own authority. Oh, we won't be ordering the demons around. If we're honest, sometimes we can't even order ourselves around. But that's a failure of the authority. To take a moment to reflect, who are we in God? What authority do I have? Who am I? And if, if what we've just celebrated with Christmas with Epiphany, with the baptism of the Lord, is all true, which it is. What does that mean? How does that change my life? I'm convinced if we all did that, we'd have a greater sense of peace, not only in ourselves, but a greater sense of peace in our world. It begins with the true recognition of authority, to having self-control, to having a sense of self, and to having authority, power, to put an end to all chaos.